Hey, 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 we are back for our Nurses Roundtable. And happy almost Thanksgiving. Can you believe we're already in the holiday season? I know, came quickly. <laughs> Holy smokes. I tell you, every year I get older and then come faster and faster. So <laughs> how are you, ladies? I'm good. <laughs> nice. I'm good. Well, this is a perfect month uh, for us. We're talking about a few things in our roundtable this month. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, uh, danger signals and just being uh, increasing our awareness about uh, two prevalent, uh, two cancer, two types of cancer in particular, ovarian cancer and testicular uh, cancer. Ovarian cancer is near and dear to my heart. I have a really good friend who um, died of ovarian cancer. And um, so it's kind of near and dear to my heart. So uh, with our leading uh, oncology expert here, Stephanie, what should we be aware of when it comes to, you know, just being aware of early things that maybe we might want to ask our doctor about? Um, typically, women who are already at risk for any kind of cancers are already at high risk for ovarian cancer. So if you have a familiar family history of breast cancer, for example, then it's, uh, you know, might be a good idea to get checked and know that you might be at high risk of getting ovarian cancer. Um, typically, um, there is not a routine screen of, um, for ovarian cancer, um, but there are other methods and symptoms too um, that people might be having. And the quicker we get checked, the better. That seems to be the key with so many cancers, being yeah. aware, bringing things to your provider's attention so that the, the screenings that are right for you can be performed cancers when they're caught early. So many of them are highly treatable. Yeah. And we can absolutely beat that. And so, yeah. And the problem is a lot of the symptoms for a lot of the cancers are very simple and kind of overlooked sometimes um, because they can mimic other diseases or mimic other things. And you think nothing of it, but when you start adding them up, then you can get the clearer picture of maybe what's perhaps going on. Right. And have, having a mindset of prevention, I think is really important. Things yeah. like making sure that we, you know, if you have diabetes, work on type two diabetes, work on putting it in remission, keep diabetes in good control, cancer cells of any kind. They are, they love sugar. Um, so yeah, 15 times, they, they eat up 15 times the sugar that a, that a regular cell will eat up. So, um, Keeping a healthy weight is important. Eating a healthy diet. Yep. All those things that our moms taught us, right? Yeah. And play, eat your fruits and vegetables. Go to bed early. Yeah. <laughs> healthy, being healthy is prevention and key. And ironically enough, um, as you guys know, I, I just had a baby and I met with a lactation consultant and she brought up a good point about the lymphatic system. And, you know, when you apply it to cancer and she said to me, she was an RN as well. And she said, there's been trials, clinical trials on people just bouncing on a trampoline and how that has impacted their lymphatic yeah. system and the drainage and preventing in cancer or helping manage cancer. And I was looking into it. I was like, wow, that, that, that's crazy. It's a crazy thought. But, you know, think about it. You're on the treadmill. You're working out. You're exercising. It doesn't have to be a trampoline, but just the activity of it just helps your lymphatic system move, move along. <laughs> you know, in Qigong, we have a move, it's called shaking the tree. And it looks kind of funny, but you stand and you just sit there and bounce. 
Yeah. Uh, so yeah, to your point now, that being said, I love my rebounder. <laughs> I'll go <laughs> jump on my trampoline to blow off some steam. So <laughs> there you go. Awesome. These are great tips. What can you tell us about testicular cancer? What should guys do? Or what should they be alert for? Well, testicular cancer is relatively uncommon and uh, for all male tumors. Um, but typically, the common solid tumors do happen with 20 to 34 year olds. And that's the case. That's typically where we see it the most. It does not mean that you are not going to see it in the elderly individuals, individuals, but like anything else, you know, self-examination is key. And although it's not, you know, the recommended diagnostic tool, um, you, everyone knows their body better than anyone else. So if you know that something was there, what something's there that was not there, it's a good time to go and have it checked out by a physician or a practitioner, whoever you go to. Um, because that little thing that might, you know, you might rub off and think it's nothing might end up being something and prevention is key as we keep saying. <laughs> Yeah, so important. And you know, it used to be we taught women to do breast exams and men to do testicular exams and the guidelines for those have kind of gone away. But the premise is still there to your point earlier is that, you know, we should be familiar with our bodies. Yeah. Um, you know, I kind of like we're familiar with, with my, with our cars, right? I know where there's a bumper or a scratch in my car. You'd think we would take at least that much care with our bodies. Yeah. And the shower is the best time to do it because sometimes on the daily basis, it's very hard for us to get into a routine of things, but it takes 30 days to, you know, start a routine. So while you're in the shower, you're already washing your parts, yeah. um, might as well just self-examine, touch, see, make sure there's no bumps, lumps, irregularities, um, discoloration, um, just anything that's odd and was not prior there is an indicator to go get it checked out. Yeah, and have it checked out. Interesting, you know, where we also specialize in kidney disease. When folks have had a transplant, it's really important yeah. for people to remember because of the immunosuppressant therapy that they're yeah. on, they do have a higher risk for cancer. So even some of these cancers that are rare, it's really important to just be aware of and screen for. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because even those people, um, I think the guidelines uh, when I was in the hospital was five years. So if you had had cancer, um, yeah. anywhere within the five-year mark, you were not ad adequate enough to receive the transplant. But, you know, you could have had cancer six years, qualified for a kidney, and then all of a sudden you're in remission because you're taking immunosuppressants. So yeah. being more mindful of it and knowing that reoccurrence can happen, especially after years of being in remission, um, is important. Yeah, vigilance. We don't want people to be worried about things, but we just want to be aware, right? So we don't have to freak out. You don't have to be like a monk, right? We're all afraid about things, but just to be aware. Well, if we could switch gears and talk about one of my favorite things as we come into to the holidays, Thanksgiving and Christmas. Oh, I love baking bread and you've got the turkey and I love making homemade cranberry sauce and cheesecake. And I've already, you guys know, I could absolutely slip away into a coma with praline pie, right? So <laughs> I, I don't touch it anymore, but you know, holidays can be a really tough time. 
uh, yep. for folks who either have kidney disease or have a risk for kidney disease or folks with cancer. We've talked about how, you know, maintaining appropriate sugar levels is important also for cancer. And to be honest, diabetes is so rampant uh, globally, even that I think it, it behooves us to take a minute and talk about, you know, maybe some, some strategies, some of our favorite things that we can do to help folks who, you know, Maybe we're still, I'm still working on a goal to lose the weight after my baby. <laughs> we don't have to mention that she's in college now, right? <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> we start off the year with a really good intention. We're going to eat healthier. We're going to lose weight or we're going to get our A1C down and we're going to do good things with her. Oh, and then we got Halloween and now we got Thanksgiving and now we got Christmas. Yep. What are some of your favorite strategies and then we can kick it off with you, Nancy. What are some of your favorite strategies that you'd like to share with, with folks to help them, you know, not fall off the wagon too far during the holidays? Right. Well, um, I think first and foremost is portion control, you know, because there's so many different dishes and we want to try all of them. Um, of course, we should stay away from the ones that will really do harm, you know, that day. But, you know, it's okay to have like a little bit, you know, of the sweet, you know, in portions. Um, you know, that's that's my favorite thing, you know, because you don't want to always feel as if you can't have anything right. or you can't have anything sweet or you can't have, you know, certain things because that I don't know about anybody else, but that just makes me want it even more. Yeah, it's you a know? feel for failure. Right, right. So I feel that portion control is a really big uh, strategy that you can have, you know, just little, you know, Thanksgiving plates are usually big, you know, so just, you know, a little here, a little here, a little there, um, you know, proteins, turkey. Yeah. I mean, it's, if it's lean turkey, I usually have, you know, a good amount. Um, but if it's, you know, things like sweets, like, um, sweet potato casserole, which I love, you know, but again, portion control, um, when it comes to desserts, portion control, you know, we could like, we were talking earlier, we can make a dish to bring, you know, if I'm a diabetic, you know, let me make a dish to bring that I can enjoy <clears throat> without the guilt. Um, so that's, that's definitely a, a good strategy there as well. So that's, you know, that's you what know, it's I interesting that you talked about portion controls, because, you know, uh, many years ago, when I many years ago, um, we removed all of our our regular plates and we put in salad plates because you know you look at a regular to your point some of them are like a trough <laughs> right mm -hmm. maybe setting the plate your your dinner table with a salad plate is yeah. you know because it's nice you want to look at a nice full plate well it can be full and I I know for me this month my challenge for myself has been one serving and one plate so I don't have seconds I have one plate move my dish. <laughs> and yeah. then I picked up pickleball. So I like, I'm, I'm learning to play pickleball on the VR so that I doing something active after dinner, but you know, portion control. I love yeah. that. Yeah. And to add to that. Um, so what is portion control? Because portion control to everyone might mean different amounts. You know, you want to quantify that amount. Yeah. So as she was saying, um, Nancy was saying it just, you know, you want to do at least if you have a normal plate, half of your plate should be, you know, protein if you want. And then you can do the next, you know, little, what would you, half of the other half be yeah. veggies and then 
a little quarter be starches or a fist. You can use fistfuls as well. So mm-hmm. if it's something that you know is, I don't want to say bad, <clears throat> but not great, <laughs> um, you know, just portion control with the fist, the size of your fist, that's your serving size. And that's what you should get. And that's the only thing you should get. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. Yep. This from many years ago, the, the plate method is one of my favorite tools. And matter of fact, when my kids were little, you know how kids are, they don't want to eat anything that you make for dinner. So I'd say, I don't care, make whatever you want, but it has to look like this. <laughs> I your point half of your plate. If, if you look at your plate and half of its vegetables, you're most of the way there. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, to, especially when it comes to folks with kidney disease, you know, protein, we need protein, but yep. we don't need to eat like half of a cow, right? right. <laughs> it should be, and to your point earlier, a fistful, right? So two fistfuls for your vegetables, a fistful for your bread or your starch or your grain, fistful for your protein. Protein bursts just- a lot longer than, yeah. than your starches. And of course, your vegetables kind of have an in-between burn, kind of like kindling or newspaper. And then your starches are like your your kindling right they burn real fast and then you have your kindling sorry newspaper kindling your vegetables and then you have your log protein Mm -hmm. takes a lot longer to turn into sugar so one of my favorite tips is to make sure people have a protein at every single meal don't skip right so breakfast is not just a bowl of cereal you have a bowl of cereal all you've had is this all you've had is newspaper on your fire, it's going to go out. Now you got to relight it all over again. We wonder why we're out of energy midday. So, you know, a protein at every meal is going to give some stability. And so the other thing that I find that a lot of people do during the holidays is, and we talked about this earlier too, but folks will, my dad used to do that all the time. He would starve himself so that he could really sit down and pack it on at the holiday Mm. meal. And what we end up doing is we put our bodies on this roller coaster that's just really yeah. hard. It's so much better. You know, on a holiday meal, we should just reverence ourselves yeah. a little bit, right? So starting off the day with some healthy exercise, it's definitely not a day to skip your exercise. And it's definitely not a day to skip a meal, making sure that we're getting plenty of fluids and we can enjoy a meal. And when we sit down to the table and we're not ravenous, we don't mm-hmm. need a trough. We're going to feel satisfied. We're going to be able to enjoy and savor the flavors, not wolf them down because we're starving. And yeah, then- and to add to your um, plate method, I'm sorry, but like the vegetables, a big thing that I like to tell folks is, you know, that salad with dressing does not count as the vegetables, that sweet potato casserole. I know sweet potatoes are starch, but also a veggie. You want to be very mindful on what kind of vegetables you're eating. You don't want vegetables that are overly processed. Canned vegetables have a lot of sodium. So if you're eating green beans on a Thanksgiving dinner, those green beans, although they are veggies, they have a lot of sodium. Um, That salad, although it might have kale and carrots, it has a lot of dressing. So you want to be mindful on what's in your veggies as well. Um, Hopefully you're just eating fresh you know, fresh veggies because (laughs) I know because if not, you, you might be thinking you're eating very healthy and you're eating, you know, your sweet potato casserole as a veggie and um, you might be doing more harm to yourself than, than you think. (laughs) You know, that brings up a really good, because haven't we seen that before for, but one of the things that I love is when people use the healthy app 
and they're able to take a picture of their meal and jot down what their sugars are. And you can take to your point, take your salad, have it with a bunch of dressing on there, and then check your blood sugar an hour or two after. Do the same thing with a naked salad, and you'll definitely see the difference, right? Um, yeah. My tip for salads, by the way, a little <laughs> bit of salt and a lot of lime or lemon. Ooh. Or if you want to add a little bit of vinegar too, like a vinaigrette, like a vinaigrette typically does very well. Just a little salt. I know, especially with kidney, you're, you're salt restricted, but a pinch of salt, I promise you, has less sodium than a than a, yeah, a container yeah. of a salad dressing. And you know, the and salt that we can see, we can control that, but it's the yep. hidden, sneaky sources of salt that'll get you in the behind every time. Correct. And to add to that, you know, salads, um, I've, I've spoken to members who, you know, like, oh, yeah, I have a big salad in my dressing. I'm like, well, what, what kind of dressing do you use? Oh, I use like the blue cheese. Well, I'm like, well, how yep. much do you use? He's like, well, I just put, you know, as much as I want because I'm eating a salad. Make it tastes good. <laughs> so, yeah. So it's like you're sort of the intention is good, but then you add all that dressing and it just defeats the whole them. purpose. Yes. Right. And I think right. that's where, you know, teaching folks to experiment, see for yourself what your body does with it. So, you know, definitely some, sometimes too, people, when we have diabetes, uh, you know, I know I had the pie. I, why would I want to check my blood sugars? I know they're going to be bad. And right. that to me, that's like driving blindfolded. It works great up until the time mm -hmm. I hit a tree and it does not hurt any less to hit the tree just because I don't see it. It still right. hurts. <laughs> right. So, um, you know, really, I think it's so important, you know, if we, if we're in this, develop a habit of checking our blood sugar before every single meal, you know, if you want to be really diligent, you're going to check your blood sugar before your meal and an hour or two. So in the States, we usually go by two hours after meal in Australia or other countries, they go by one hour after meal. So depending on what you want to do one or two hours, I usually check it one hour. That's my favorite. But anyway, check your blood sugar before you eat, write down what you eat. Come the next meal, uh, write down your blood sugar. And that's going to help you look back. What did my body do with the meal before? And then you have your meal. You write down what you eat and come dinner time. You're going to check your blood sugar again. And whatever it is, you're going to say, aha, I wonder how did the meal before, how did that impact the sugar that I see now? When you do that for a couple of weeks, it is truly eye-opening, right? Mm -hmm. We've seen that happen with a lot of folks where... Yeah. yeah, you got the salad, but yeah, I wonder why your blood sugar was high. And then they try it again with less dressing and all. Or mm. we've seen members before. I still remember a guy who said, gosh, I had no idea. Every time I have something with ketchup on it, my blood sugar goes, must be something. In right. Ketchup, right? <laughs> they don't have to look it up on a chart. They own it. And I think yep. really and truly don't stop checking blood sugars during the holidays. Take the blame and the guilt off. It's just a number. It is whatever it is. But you're giving yourself the knowledge, the information that you need to make a decision. Just like if I'm driving down the road and I'm blindfolded, I don't have the information I need to decide. Do I need to turn right or left? Or maybe I need to stop. But if my eyes are wide open, I can, I have all the information I need to make some decisions while I'm in the go or my, you know, if we check them every once in a while, well, I check my blood sugars a few times a week. Can you imagine driving down the road and only opening your eyes every third block? Mm. Right. 
It's the same thing. Sounds like how I drive. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Or exercise. One of my other favorite things. Grab your sweetheart by the hand. Go for an after dinner walk. Isn't it romantic? (laughs) Just get your steps in. Don't, don't cheat on yourself. You'll feel so much better. I mean, haven't you had holidays where you did it right and you felt good? Yeah. You've had other holidays where you don't do it right. And you slug, you slug around holiday and it comes and goes and you spent the whole time in your pajamas. (laughs) And just think the gym's going to be mostly empty when you go on a holiday because a lot of people don't go. But if you're the one that's going, I mean, really shows determination for yourself. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So some of our favorite tips, are we missing anything? Any other tips that we have to share? Um, just drink your water. Hydrate, yes. hydrate, hydrate. Hydrate, <laughs> drink your water. Absolutely. Well, we hope everybody has a fantastic holiday. Holidays are a perfect time to kick off new habits of self-care. You deserve it. Uh, You deserve to feel good and feel vibrant. And, you know, it's interesting, too. We are where we are today because of the things that we did yesterday and the day before and the day before that, the things that we did without thinking. And five years from now is coming, (laughs) right? 10 years from now is coming and what that's going to look like, what we're going to look like and feel like that's determined by what we're choosing to do right now today. And so if we didn't do it right yesterday, it's okay. You know, that day's gone, but right now today we can choose to create a, a better tomorrow. Tomorrow can absolutely if we're not happy with our life or health or finances or a sex life or energy level or whatever, we can choose right now today to do something different so that it will show up for us next year. Right. Right. And yep. don't be hard on yourself. If, if you did something, you know, that you're supposed to today, tomorrow's another day. Yeah. Another day to start. That's yep. right. Reset. I always say the morning is my reset button. If you've had a terrible day, Absolutely. Whether that's physically with food, emotionally, whatever, whatever trouble you're having, go to sleep, wake up, reset. <laughs> Brand new day. New day. Yeah. Give yourself permission. If you don't, if you're having a hard time giving yourself permission, we'll call us, right? Uh, your nurse coach will absolutely give you that reset. There's no judgment here. Life is hard enough and mastering ourselves that is the ultimate challenge is figuring out what what things do we need to do so we can be and enjoy our best selves yeah right yeah well ladies until next month have a good one happy holidays bye-bye happy holidays